Hi, and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Graham. And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Yay, we made it to the end of season one. Go us. Hooray. We did it. Yes. We're still alive. We haven't fought too much. Not too much. I haven't fought with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, Jordan. You've been rather peaceable. Today's the day. Very excited. I have lots of thoughts. None of us, as we mentioned in the previous episode, had really done a podcast before or one that had aired Mm -hmm. in any case, in Jordan's uh, case. So... It was a learning experience for all of us. And if you've listened to the first few episodes, you can probably tell. <laughs> yes. We are extremely indie. We are just three gays in a room. Pretty much. <laughs> the best type of hangout. But the way that it, we make this project successful is by dividing up what we each do. So I was the original editor. So if the you OG. listen, yes. So if you listen to an episode and the sound mixing is just horrible, <laughs> oh my God. you can't understand what's going on, that was probably me. Not true. If there are weird sound bits that hey, are wacky. I added a ton of those. Yes. I just, there were a bunch that I also vetoed though. Yes. <laughs> if there were like multiple in an episode. Yeah. I do like my wacky noises. They're so fun. The Benny Hill music was me. Yes. I am more like the carrot top <laughs> of adding sounds. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I taught Jasper and they really ran with it. But um, other than that, so I still fill in and help out like when is needed or help Jasper find clips or little things like that. I also am in charge of the recording itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the technology so we meet at my apartment too so i am also okay. the i host the place that we meet at so if you are on our instagram which i highly recommend you follow and if you see us all hanging out in a little spooky attic that is me so yeah wonderful that's wonderful what I do. decor in here mm-hmm. great we, decor great vibes we love a halloween aesthetic yes we love the tea and the 1800s catalog photos yeah my favorite parts mm-hmm. All the dust is real, though. So if you all get a Festus, I'm sorry. But a Festus is bestus. What about you, Allie? Um, I'm Allie. And I... No last name. No last name. It does not exist. Just only Allie. Just only Allie. <laughs> like Cher, she has one. Do I know it? Fuck no. No, you don't need to. <laughs> I... I'm a bit of workaholic, so sadly, I feel like sometimes I don't have too much to bring to the table. I bring some jokes, I bring some weird theories, and I'm the one who does the research behind it. Um, I love history and, like, especially weird history. Why are you trying to undercut yourself? Like, your research aspect is a huge, important You also chunk. handle a lot of the social media. You're yeah. so kind. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on our Instagram and Tumblr mainly. I don't think anyone here has used Facebook to try to join. No. And yeah. in fact, my Facebook, I can't get into it because it was hacked. And the person who hacked it changed not only the password, but the email. Oh, so now I can't oh. recover it either. Oof. Oh. So I've never even seen our Facebook so, page. So technically I have a Facebook page, but Tumblr and Instagram are really where you can catch me. And then Twitter, because I'll jump on Jasper's chain. Yeah, I'll at Allie specifically yes. because I'm like, come clown with me. <laughs> it's a blast. <laughs> but that's mainly what I do here. Last but not least, hello, I'm Jasper. 
as Ali mentioned, I run the Twitter, mm -hmm. which I have a ball with, partially because I sort of appropriated it as my own <laughs> stand Twitter. It's great. I don't know. I just felt like it, it was more natural for me. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate PR crap yeah. and whatever, marketing, blah, blah, blah. I'm more interested in screaming about my sweet idiot son, Dean, and connecting <laughs> with people about that, to be honest. I pre-watch all of the episodes in advance, write summaries for them, try and come up with stupid little one-sentence synopses, <laughs> which are, you know, some are more successful than others. I have to ask for feedback every time we record. Jordan has had some incredible ones. And Jordan's here for some one-liners. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The Including the one last episode. That was fucking great. I also handle the fan fiction portion. Mm -hmm. And I look up the actors in each episode mm -hmm. to see if there are any overlaps with, you know, other genre shows that we all watch. Because we're all a bunch of fucking nerds and mm -hmm. it's yep. mostly what we watch is genre shows. Big gay nerds. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The very, very important part <laughs> there. I also do like 90% of the sound editing um, mm -hmm. at this point. I forget what episode I started doing that. But at some point I did. And I tend to use less wacky sounds, <laughs> but I do like the wacky sounds. And as I mentioned earlier, the Benny Hill music was my brainchild. So there. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like there was like a the Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Those were both in Bugs. That's why we're like, <laughs> oh, it started oh, yeah. episode eight. It was because I had a, I had a vision. I had a vision for yes. how that one was going to be edited. It turned out better than the episodes editing yeah i mean so, i think so beat supernatural although that's not that uh, hard considering yeah. it was bugs, bugs. <laughs> uh, jesus so i'm gonna do a brief synopsis of the season <laughs> and then we'll dive into some episode ranking type stuff and yes. some what we loved and hated yes please. just refresh ourselves on what happened first the road so far the road so as far. it were Scary. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so over the course of season one, first their mom dies in the house fire when Sam is a baby and Dean is four. And then there's a time skip to them being 26 and 22, where Sam is collected by Dean from college to go find their dad who is missing after Sam's girlfriend dies also in a fire. They hunt monsters across the Midwest for a while. They eventually return home and banish a ghost uh, from their childhood house, the one that was lit on fire, and they encounter the spirit of their mom. And this was all done through Sam's powers of prophecy through dreaming. Eventually, Sam meets this person named Meg and doesn't know she's a demon. She almost convinces him to split with Dean, but ultimately he sticks with him and they keep doing their little road trip guy. Sam encounters someone named Max who is affected by the same creature as him when they were babies and also has powers and sort of sees a potential dark path for himself, which is full of death. What could have happened to him or could in the future. Eventually, they do discover that Meg is a demon. She holds them hostage and is trying to use them as bait to capture their dad, John, and almost succeeds, but eventually they escape and they part with John to keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. Then they meet back up again to retrieve a legendary gun, the Colt, which can kill anything, any monster at all, from a nest of vampires, and they intend to use it on the big bad that killed their mom. 
And then in the finale, which is a double episode, Meg kills several of John's friends to coerce him into giving her the cult, and he agrees, but it's fake, and he's captured. Then Sam and Dean, who have the cult, almost kill the demon that killed their mom, but it escapes, and then they get a call from Meg that she has John. And then they try and capture her. They do capture her, and they get John's location out of her, and she dies. And they rescue John and end up using one of the cult's bullets, but then John turns out to be possessed, and they don't kill him, so the demon escapes. And before they can get to the hospital, they get hit by a semi- which is driven by a possessed trucker. And that is how season one ends. And those are from episodes 1, 9, 11, 14, 16, and 20 through 22. The abridged version is just those episodes. Yeah, those are the plot essentials. Mm -hmm. What did you guys love in this season? What did we, what were we like really into? Ooh. Horny (sighs) ghosts. I love the horny ghosts. I did start to get a little tired of ghosts eventually, which is crazy me saying that because I love ghosts. Mm -hmm. I was always excited to see what the next big bad bad was Mm -hmm. going to be. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of pleasure out of that. I didn't think I would be super invested specifically in the relationship between Sam and Dean because I'm like, eh, Mm -hmm. family, been done a lot, but... Mm -hmm. I really got invested in their relationship and their growth. Yeah, that to me, I think, is the number one best thing about season one. Mm -hmm. It's um, Sam and Dean's development together and separately. I think it's the only thing that's consistently engaging Mm -hmm. and dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love the brotherly hijinks and when they get up to it and like investigation. Um, Whenever it's a kind of fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like make sure to kind of mix it up because they're like, in this episode, they're going through something together. It's going to mm-hmm. be dramatic. But then they do also make sure to give us points of levity mm-hmm. in their relationship as well, which I think is how you write a dynamic relationship between mm-hmm. two characters. It's not always going to be doom and gloom or, yeah. you know, happy go lucky. Exactly. The physical special effects. So exciting. Yes. They were so good. Practical effects. Baby. Yes. Love when they use them. And they're coming back, but mm-hmm. especially watching something that has now aged a little bit, it's always fun to see how they did mm-hmm. things at right. that time period. So what did we hate in this season? Bugs. <laughs> so I have um, a big one. Oh, tell And us. I'm curious because I'm like, I'm considering if I could even say it's something I hate because I, mm-hmm. I, it's very rare I feel so strongly about something. Yeah. But John. Yeah. Yeah. We do hate John. Yes. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hard because he has to be like that for anything mm-hmm. else in this season to function. Yes. Like, he is such a pivotal character mm-hmm. and remains a pivotal character throughout everything. Like, mm-hmm. the whole reason that the two of them are as dysfunctional as they are just as people mm-hmm. is because of this man. Like, their characters yes. would be completely different without him. And he's not what I love to hate. There are some characters in the series who are, like, terrible people that I adore. Yeah. He's one I just don't like. (laughs) Right. I just hate him. And then I have to think, is that a failure or is it brilliant? Mm, That's a success. Yeah. I think. Because he's intrinsic to the story Mm -hmm. and to the characters, the other characters around him. And the writing of the character is so successful at Mm -hmm. eliciting, you know, these big visceral feelings. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel about it as well. Yeah. Um, 
I'll tell you what I really hated. Yes. The misogyny and mm. the racism. Yeah, I was yes. going to say casual racism, sexism, classism. Yeah, just all over the place yeah. with that. Like, do we need to have, like, one woman die every episode? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes without a name? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I understand in the, in the first season, especially of this show, they're really pushing, like, that horror genre mm-hmm. angle. But, like... Do better. Yeah, seriously. Sometimes, like, also, with horror shit and mm-hmm. with monsters, it, death isn't even the scary thing. Yeah. What mm-hmm. makes things scary is the unknown and the mm-hmm. mystery of it. It's the dread. The build-up. The build, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it just undercuts itself to have mm-hmm. people... You see their deaths every yeah. time. So, I don't know. But it's always women, it's always women. But also, when you're only showing like the death of women, if they're choosing that death to be the fear that we're supposed to feel, then they're mm-hmm. desensitizing us to it yeah. Yeah, by constantly actively. throwing it in our face. Yeah. Yeah. Which reduces mm-hmm. the stakes. I, exactly. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about the theming. I've really hated some of the theming. I just, they come up with these concepts yeah. that then they can't live up to. Mm. I'm not even only talking about like Route 666 mm-hmm. where it's problematic, but also in like episode three, um, Dead in the Water, uh-huh. where you think they're building up mm-hmm. to like some kind of eco system yeah. and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. just drop it. Yeah. So I will say the writing can be really it, shaky. I, I feel like the two things that happen the most with the writing per episode is that the concepts are overly ambitious in Mm -hmm. the beginning and don't conclude fully or naturally Mm -hmm. by the end or the thematic end that they've built to has not earned itself Mm -hmm. yes i'm thinking about like episode 19 the one with the haunted painting that Mm. one had a really weird end Mm -hmm. out of nowhere about like some people are just born to be cursed but it was about adoption but then like also kind of about sam yeah and it was just like you didn't do any setup for that Mm -hmm. no you know so i yeah i agree with that or even like the hook man with like just (laughs) accidentally comparing sorority girls to prostitutes and yeah can really be bad sometimes but i think that also plays Mm -hmm. into the intrinsic misogyny it's not even always just Uh in the killing either yeah Yeah. i hated some of the music choices I feel like as the show progresses, it gets better about matching the tone and the genre of the music to the episodes. Yeah. This, sometimes specifically what Dean listens to, I'm just like, like, what the fuck? Right. So I don't mind the music being bad, especially if it's a little time capsule Mm -hmm. of a music, but it seems like it was whoever was directing or in charge of sound that episode, they were like, yeah, this is my chance to put (laughs) my personal playlist into this episode. Or even what I think they would listen to, and it's not cohesive. Like you said, they weren't focusing on making the sound like match the... I will say... Something that they don't do with the music that would make it a lot worse is if they did the Vampire Diaries thing where all the music, like the lyrics are like way too on the nose. Oh, I've never so seen that. So. I was a huge fan of Vampire Diaries back in the day. It was really? something my mom and I would watch together. And not oh. only would you be like trying to focus listening to what the characters <laughs> are saying under like a very loud mm-hmm. pop song. 
Then the second the commercial would pop on, immediately they would be like, this is the song we just played. This is where you can buy it. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And I'm glad they didn't do that for Supernatural because I bet it had probably come up in a meeting at some point because, you know, execs love money. That's so funny because there's one Cold War Kids song and I adore them that the comments on their YouTube video is like, I'm here from Vampire Diaries. Yes. (laughs) And every other comment is that. And then everyone else is like, what the fuck? I never understood where that came from. <laughs> Overall, I did enjoy the first season. I found it fun. I found it different than things I've seen. But of course, I don't have the background y'all have with like Buffy. So yeah, I actually watched Buffy all the way through for the first time mm-hmm. around the same time, only a little bit before mm. I really got invested in catching up with Supernatural. Yeah. So it was, it's it's more concurrent than you think, but I did grow yeah. up on horror genre in general. I did grow up on sci-fi fantasy in general. I did too, but not Buffy and this for some reason. So with that in mind, mm-hmm. just liking it overall, do we want to talk about what our top and bottom three were? Can we yeah, do bottom do first? It. Yeah, let's do bottom let's first. Do bottom. I think that'll be easier. Definitely Bugs, Route 666, and I have to say dead in the water just because it was really boring jordan i have the exact same fucking order really bugs route 666 dead in the water i swear to you i've had this written down incredible wow bugs route 666 and actually the benders is my but we didn't we didn't go over it for this podcast because i feel like the content is so useless i almost don't even want to count it in mm-hmm. which case, I would probably say also dead in the water. Yeah. Just again, because it's really fucking boring. It's so boring. When we're talking about, not to backtrack too much, but like things we don't like. Obviously, they made an episode. They don't want to lose money on it. But I mm-hmm. think like, could you imagine if shows did not have to be 22 episodes? Like you weren't signed oh on to an amount of episode and could actually instead focus on just putting out a good product. It reminds me of when things first started going to streaming surfaces Mm -hmm. and shows would be just as long like Mm -hmm. each episode would be just as long as it needed to be in order to achieve its goals narratively and thematically now it's not like that anymore because streaming has just become cable again so Mm -hmm. all right how about our top three can i go last because i want to (laughs) fight i already know what you're gonna say i don't think you do can we do a top three and a shout out yeah so i'm gonna honorable mention an honorable mention yes I'm going to say my favorite is Nightmare. And what's so weird is if you go back and re-listen to that episode, I didn't rate Nightmare very well because I felt like there was this underlying message of mental health that Mm. I didn't really agree with. But I still really appreciate what they were doing. And just in terms of episode making, it immediately drew you in. It did what it wanted to do and it kept you entertained. And I think that's pretty hard to do in like a single episode. It's, Mm. It's stuck with me. The second... It's not necessarily a great episode, but I just love it for some reason. I loved Scarecrow. It's just, I love the idea of like the town being in on it. We had so much to talk about during that episode. That's when like Allie started with the crazy theories. (laughs) Because there were weird things to grasp at. I love Mm -hmm. the idea of like an ancient Nordic 
god possessing <laughs> a scarecrow. I liked how horrible the monster looked. Mm-hmm. It just had a lot going for yeah. me. Introduce, of course, Meg, the and legend. That walk. The walk, yeah. What did we say? It, it looked like fucking Rob Zombie. Like Rob Zombie, yeah. <laughs> and it, the walk was like, um, the girl in Bly Manor. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Is it Danielle was her name? Danny. Danny. <laughs> the walk. Um, then for my third, I know J- Jasper disagrees, but I actually really liked Hell House. Mm. And I will f- first, I'm just a disclaimer, horrible ending. I hated the <laughs> ending of that episode. They literally just walked away and mm. said good enough. But I loved how campy it was. I love the montage. <laughs> Um, So I'm going to put that in my number three spot because they tried something different. I thought that was cool. It's a problematic fave, but Dead Man's Blood is going to be my honorable mention. I liked dissecting John's bullshit. And even though I don't like the homophobic allegories that we had going on. Right. I still Mm -hmm. liked the vampires and I like that they went there in season one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's me. What about you, Jasper? Okay, so my number one for season one was Faith. It's just, like, there's a lot going on, and mm-hmm. I really love Dean so much. <laughs> I just love him so much, my sweet idiot son. My second favorite was Nightmare. I thought it was really good to see an episode that was so successful in terms of narrative and in terms of character that was also mostly focused on Sam. Yeah. And I think even if it hadn't been focused on Sam, it's still would have been like in my number two spot because there's just like so much going on in in fact Mm. i think we said when we were talking about it it was really balanced in term of brothers content and then my third favorite is dead man's blood i love vampires i hate the fucking homophobia and it's so much but it's still just so good in every other respect like Mm -hmm. i love the overarching story that's happening in it and i love the complex interactions between sam dean and john and i love sam yelling at john like get him yes get him (laughs) i think i i think i will switch that into my number three and let hell house be an honorable mention i think yeah my honorable mention is the pilot that's a good one a good one it is such a good Mm -hmm. one i feel like it's like clunky but in like a charming way Mm -hmm. like when it's stupid it's kind of endearing and like they're just so little and cute i love them yeah it's fun. Pilots are hard to do. I it's just a recently, good pilot. I watched the pilot of Legacies the other day, oh. and I was just like, "Man, the Supernatural pilot was good." <laughs> that was like my thought when I finished it. <laughs> I wish they could have kept that energy up for like the next four episodes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Ali. Okay, so my honorable mention, I have to have the caveat that, like, I recognize it's very problematic. It's just because I love, like, the history and the idea of spooky asylums. So it would be asylum. Your number one? No, my shout out. Oh, no, I'm going backwards. You're going backwards. Oh, you're counting down. Yes, you're counting down. I'm counting down. Bitch, you're going to say Hell House for number one. I'm counting down. (laughs) And then my third one is um, Scarecrow. Mm. classic horror it's just so good and the vibes in it and i love the trope of like the town that won't say things right, right. and like uh, yeah immediately is like no go away from here outsider yeah i love that so good my number two is actually a little surprising for me it surprised me but it's actually episode 21 oh salvation salvation really 
And even though it was not the best episode, there were a lot of issues with it. I just really like what it sets up and Meg. I think Meg, Meg is the yeah. sole reason that's number two. Was I the only one who really did not like Salvation? I mean, I was aggravated that there didn't seem to be much thematic payoff, but like, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of cool visual things yeah. going on. It was very tricky. And I also, like yeah, red. Meg, please step on me. Yes. Yeah. And Father Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Father. Pastor Father. Pastor Slim Father. Jim. We had a lot of fun. I will say that <laughs> yes. was one of the more fun podcasts to record. And actually, before you say your number one, can I take a guess of what it might be? And I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. Fucking Hell House. I actually think it might be Hookman. Oh. Because you loved that episode. That's true. <laughs> we almost had to fight about that, too, that time. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then you turned me around. So let's hear it. Let's hear let's what hear it actually it. is. It is Hill House. I fucking Hello. knew it. Yeah. I told you I wasn't going to oh. be surprised. It's so good. And ghost chasers are my favorite. I fucking love them. And so we get introduced to those two, like, just goofballs. Ugh. And we get so much of the, like, um, it's a mix of mocking the ghost hunters on old school sci-fi and yeah. ghost adventures, which I don't like that, but Zach Baggins, ugh fucking talk about him all day he's such like a fucking caricature at this point what's so funny is the things that you like about hell house are the things that i don't really like about it <laughs> and we, we've, so funny. we've obviously already had a po- i won't go too in depth uh-huh. but i actually think that the ghost hunters were a missed opportunity <gasps> and what i liked was the playfulness between the brothers like yeah, the yes. prank wars that sh- there should have been so much more of that throughout season one exactly and i yeah and i liked just the direction of it mm-hmm. i liked that they just created a vibe in yeah. that episode and i loved how it was like a classic story I love the idea of the internet building to it. And I love the comparison with seeing how sometimes we're like, oh, Sam and Dean aren't that good. But comparatively, we get to kind of see them from an outside perspective. And that's where I felt like the missed opportunity was. Yeah, because like they could have done stuff like that in other episodes, too, where we get a better, more realistic idea of townspeople and Mm -hmm. what investigating would be like. Yeah. I I feel that was what you were thinking, right? Yes. Me and Jordan like locked eyes and pointed at each other. (laughs) Yes. You get it. I just want the ghost chasers as like, I don't want a full show of it. That's too much. Isn't it ghost facers? It is ghost facers. (laughs) I always call it Ghost Chasers. I just <laughs> like that rebrand. I will never stop. I am excited to see what becomes of them because yeah. I know they'll be back. I want them to have like a dumb YouTube show that I wish Supernatural <laughs> had like made this like like five episodes of a dumb YouTube. Right. That would have been a really that would have been a really good marketing thing. Yes! yes, and that's exactly how you do it. So that's why I want. And Ghost then just Chasers. having Easter eggs to them in the show. Yes, it would have been a fucking blast. I love it. Yeah, Jasper, you know me better than I know that you know me. Yeah. My brain just stopped for a second. <laughs> I do also fucking love Hookman, but I only love the idea of Hookman as that monster. I don't like the episode outside of Hookman. It had all of the key components of a good episode, but it was just like boring somehow. So good th- monster shit episode. My thing about Hookman is I can recognize it's bad TV, but I still enjoy oh. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Scarecrow. I just pretend Hookman didn't happen and combined him with Scarecrow. I think I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They looked very similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we have all of our top and bottom three, mm-hmm. 
do we want to who was who was our miscongeniality what's our fucking stupid episode that we just love even though it's dumb Hookman got my miscongeniality i liked the dumb melding of the silver hook yeah that was fucking stupid i liked the really bad comparisons that they drew that even like a child could be like this does not make sense my miscongeniality is skin i fucking love skin i changed my answer That was a wild ride. I love that episode. Some parts of it are so stupid, but so much of it is so, like, fun and good. What's I like the monster the, in that one? The, the like, shapeshifter. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's, like, pretty much a nasty X-Man. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one that had the who's your mommy, who's your daddy. Oh, my God, that one. <laughs> That's such a good one. Mine is the Striga episode. I... Take out uh papa winchester from it just pretend he's not in it mm. and the rest of the striga and the total like creepy old woman that's the <laughs> that was that was like my other thought for my honorable mention because i actually i really like that episode Me too. there's just like a couple of things in there i don't know i still like prefer the pilot a little bit that's I fair think. that's fair i just really like the idea of strigos too yeah no they're cool i can't wait to see how they do other types of witches mm-hmm. i want sexy witches well that they have an abundance <laughs> okay good <laughs> 12 seasons like 10 seasons till we get to jasper's favorite yeah Ugh, my wife oh damn I'm <laughs> what <laughs> ali's looking at me like what the fuck? she's so much older older's hot what's your point <laughs> Okay, Allie's saying that and is totally the type of person who would run off with, like, a 65-year-old. Yeah, Allie would, the like, only, it's so terrible. elope with a dilf. It's only <laughs> the older men. <gasps> Gross. Older women, I'm like... You don't like the MILFs and G-MILFs? No, because I think I have a good relationship with my mom, so I'm like... Are you trying to... Hey, no, no, that no, is words. <laughs> Comparing between my parents, I'm like, well, I have a great relationship with my mom, so I'm like, I don't know, like, that's like... It's okay, ooh. but it's also a little weird to be like, I'm attracted to older men because I have daddy issues. No, I'm not saying that. Like, that's even a little... T- <laughs> no, but to me, I'm like, they, like, I would never... I don't know. To me, I'm like, well, if there's an empty side where I don't have someone that could remind me of that parent you know what okay. i mean okay i think i understand the words like i know saying. too many people my, who are close to their parents like my, super close and then date people like their parents my alley head canon is that you work three jobs and the reason you mm-hmm. aren't attracted to older women is because you want a younger woman you can spoil no i just want a <laughs> fairy princess so we can both be fairy princesses there's older fairy princesses no i want I, <gasps> moving on <laughs> my age fairy princess <laughs> anyway okay so for our normal episodes we rate the episode on a five point scale Mm -hmm. for rating the entire season i want to do a 10 point scale i felt like you know there's a lot of episodes may as well give ourselves some more room to breathe numerically or whatever Mm, so i guess i'm first i have a lot of thinking to do i'm gonna try and do it quick okay so a little explanation before i rate I liked the main Mm storyline, did not necessarily like that it didn't finish itself off in the first season. It also necessarily didn't answer a lot of questions. (laughs) I'm still left with questions, I should say. Most episodes were okay. Some episodes were really good. Some episodes were really bad. 
Um, so I'm going to give it... Ooh, don't hate me for this, but I'm going to give it, I think, a six. I think it, the yeah. first season probably deserves a six out of ten. Mm. Weirdly decorated motels. Ah, I love, love that. It. Okay, so I'm going to rank this way lower than my normal episode. Because overall, there is no cohesion. There's some highlights, some lowlights. And even the good episodes, like, they're good in different ways. So I feel like there's no... It's so inconsistent. So I'm going to rate it 6 out of 10 grayscale filters. Because it feels like there (laughs) are 6 filters on every fucking episode. Yeah, I think we're actually all, like, really in agreement here. My rating is, like, 6.5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit higher than y'all. Maybe I got some rose-colored glasses or something. (laughs) But yeah, same same issues. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. you never know if you're going to literally fall asleep in three minutes (laughs) or if you're going to be at the edge of your seat Mm -hmm. or if you're going to be like, what the fuck is even happening here? Like, and even at any given episode. And there's only eight episodes total that handle the main plot out of 22. Mm -hmm. And the ones that come closest to main plot issues are like deep character development. Only add an additional two, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's like hardly half. And that's really bad. Yes. Yeah. And this is coming from me. Like, I love Monster of the Week. Like, I love it Mm -hmm. so much. This is not a good season. No. But another thing about me to know, and something I think Jordan has in common with me, is that I have no taste. I will watch anything. Yes. And having a ton of seasons is a big plus for me because mm-hmm. I am a binger in every aspect of my life. Same. So I will just sit down or lay down on mm-hmm. the couch and I'll just let them go. I'll just let the episodes play for hours. I'll I, be doing other stuff too. I, so so it's I, I rate it a six and a half out of ten salt rounds. <laughs> yeah. However... That is not necessarily the worst thing for me because it's still in the upper 50%. Mm -hmm. And that means I'll watch it because I literally don't care. (laughs) Oh, see, I'm a teacher, so 75 is average. This is below. Using just a small bit of critical thinking about this season two, looking at TV as a whole, Mm -hmm. specifically in this time before streaming, when things were only aired week to week, when they would design Mm -hmm. TV shows, they were designing them so people could jump in at any moment. true exactly and this first season really suffers from that and that formula and Mm -hmm. i imagine it's gonna get better because by even season three you'll have your established fan base so this was also Mm -hmm. before television had like a big renaissance yes or it was happening like right at that Mm -hmm. time like mad men and uh what's the one with the teacher Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Uh Yes. And then Walking Dead was shortly after that. Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. The only TV show I can think of that was way before any of those is The Wire. Yes. That was Um, really like a high quality. 24? When's 24? 25. I don't (gasps) know that I would consider 24 part of that. Um, I would. I mean. I would because of the time. And because of the device that you can't waste any time in it. Uh, So I think writing wise. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. But anyway, I I think just because of the timing Mm -hmm. that whenever it was starting to be aired. Yeah, I totally agree. There were a lot of circumstances Mm -hmm. that caused it to be subpar. Yes. Yeah. And I think because of that, I like the episodes more than I like the season. 
Because the episodes do stand alone often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say often because <laughs> it's like 50% Fair. of the time. Fair. But, like, with that in mind, one of the things that I was thinking about and one of the questions that I, I wanted mm-hmm. to investigate as we do this podcast, not necessarily just for the season, but overall, is, like, why this show? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, why do we on, talk about it? Why do we talk about it? Why is the fandom so huge? Why were there mm-hmm. 15 fucking seasons? Like, why this show? And after watching season one, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, what... What is it about this season that we think keeps people watching? Is it just the fact that there's an extremely dramatic cliffhanger in that Mm. finale? Or, like, is there some intrinsic quality that just makes it really engaging for some reason to the point where you can overlook the episodes Mm. like Dead in the Water? I think at this point in time, it had hit a niche that necessarily Mm. wasn't in the market as much. Mm. But, like, because when you think about, like, CW, the same network that it was on, they had another paranormal show, Vampire Diaries, but that was the girls' show. Yeah. And then Supernatural was the boys' show. Right. But then add queer baiting onto it. Yeah. And you get everybody's show. Well, and they didn't even need the queer baiting for it to be Mm -hmm. a girls' show. I think the fact that, like, the two main characters are just, like two attractive dudes hanging Mm -hmm. out and like there's never any consistent female characters that they engage with like you're gonna get mostly female viewers I think it checks so many different boxes that pulls different people Mm -hmm. like I think it's similar to what Jordan was saying like um you get the supernatural the kind of sci-fi the monster of the week you get the familial trauma you get the draw of like revenge not with the dad so much as with the sons you do want that for them you get bits of horror you get comedy you get across the united states so geographically a huge pull you get the lore and the history behind it um and you get like the nerdy jokes too so it just like culminates so much we didn't have and it reminds me similarly the only other show I felt like this with was American Horror Story. Mm. Because when that came out, that provided a lot that wasn't there beforehand as well. And I think that's why it was so much of a hit. Because that wasn't the best rating either, especially not first season. I love the first season. I love the first season. But looking back, there's so many like problematic things. Oh, of course. And holes in the rating. So while I adore it and while I do adore Supernatural, I feel like we like it so much because it was something that we needed at the time right and i think like to add to what you were saying jordan about it filling a hole in the market is filling the gap that the x-files and buffy Mm -hmm. both had filled like the episode format is very very similar the thematic Mm -hmm. concerns especially with buffy are very very similar and both of those shows would have relatively recently wrapped up And I, yeah, I don't think there was anything else on TV at the time that was doing the same Mm -hmm. sort of, like, sci-fi horror thing. I also think um, there are exceptions to the rule with episodes like Faith, but um, Mm -hmm. overall it's a really digestible Mm -hmm. season as well. So if you're into some, like, if you like horror but also, like, easy watch, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this would be... 
I think also the age they put them is fucking brilliant because when you say X-Files and Buffy, X-Files, it's people who are older. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like my parents loved that, but it was definitely not something I watched because of my age. I was younger. Right. They're and then in, with like, their 30s. Yeah. yeah. And then with Buffy, it's the opposite when they're where they're younger. So it didn't draw all of the older crowd. Yeah. So I feel like in Supernatural with them in their 20s and having these old figures with like Bobby and their dad. Right. Um, it really does reach out to more people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Ali, I want to hear about the season one fan theories so bad. So excited. So I have some from online, and the sources are all linked, but spoiler alert, because the sources talk about all seasons. I'm going to just go through them randomly. One of my favorite is that The Walking Dead is John's Hell. Oh. And be, part of it's because he dated a girl named Lucille before Mary, you find out. And his bat in Walking Dead is called Lucille. Oh. Interesting. So there's a tie-in. So maybe that's his hell. I wonder if the showrunner of Walking Dead is a fan of Supernatural. Oh, that would be interesting to see. One is that Dean is dead and he n- never survived the fire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so it's all imagined. Or that he's in a coma. From the fire, the original fire. Interesting. And the people in this are just people in the hospital that work there. And that's why it changes over the seasons. And there's so many character deaths. Mm. One is that Dean has gone insane because of watching his mom die. And then, like, the trauma with his father. Mm -hmm. Dean is God. Okay. It's an interesting one. I'm going to just throw out a few God ones. Mm -hmm. Either Dean is God the impala is god Hmm. and god's been helping them the whole time i like it's like dean is god the impala is god sam eh. (laughs) (laughs) or we are god (laughs) (laughs) all of you out there listening we are collectively god baby (laughs) what It's set up where eventually, like, we'll see kind of behind curtains and stuff like that and get some more insight. Oh. That it's set up where the viewer could be God and we aren't actively helping them. So that's why Dean's like, "Mm, maybe God sucks. Demons are here, but no God. If we are God, then I am sorry we have failed. Failed. We have failed. (laughs) I would never do any of this shit to Dean Winchester. (laughs) Are you kidding? Or there's the theory that the car is human. The Impala is human. I see so much. Okay. I don't know what it is. Every now and again, people will like remember that turning the Impala into a human character Mm -hmm. was like a popular fic thing to do a while Mm -hmm. ago. Um, But like, because there's so many babies in Mm -hmm. like stand circles online, they're like, what the fuck? And then everyone who's older (laughs) is like, oh yeah, I remember Tumblr. (laughs) Oh my god! It kind of reminds me of like the 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 jokes that people always tell about the man turning on the light in the fridge. Yes, that's kind of like the vibe I get Ugh. from like the car as a person. Well, it's also like I always think about like what they did in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. where they made the TARDIS a lady. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like there would be those gift sets or whatever of like mm-hmm. the actor who played Damon, and he would be like the human Impala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, not to derail. Well, I will say. I would assume you need a soul to get into heaven. Oh, fuck. So. And the car went to heaven. I'm feeding into this. True. Speaking of souls, that Meg is actually Megara from Hercules. And that she sold her soul for her love in Hercules. And then went to hell and is corrupted and becomes a demon. 
but she's specific okay i'm not gonna argue <laughs> but it's specifically stated in the episode we just watched that meg is called the daughter of the yellow-eyed demon i mean adoption is a thing people see people as their children call them as their children well, also but... meg isn't her name yeah i know Meg is the name of a human person yes the human she's inhabiting but <laughs> people That's... just will latch onto the weirdest stuff speaking of yellow-eyed demon children uh-huh there's the theory that the yellow-eyed demon is Sam's father. Oh. And that he, like, either... Oh, okay, slips in. So that yeah. comes back for the babies. Yeah. Makes himself look... Don't say look slips, like in. slips in. <laughs> That's so gross. Like through the window. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, Jordan. <laughs> Not, like, in a sexual way. Well, I mean kind of in a sexual way, because it's, like, child, but... Yeah. But, like, I get what they're saying. What the fuck else am I supposed to think? We're literally talking about intercourse, and they're like, yeah, he just slips in. Like, <laughs> no, what the like, fuck? Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, like, for that one, I guess it kind of... There's some context there. Like, I could see that being a theory. Here are my top three, and then I'll tell you my own. Okay. So my top three would be that the series would or should end with Jess's haunting. Hmm. And that she, they end up having to resolve and, like, make sure her spirit passes on. And that's how it ends. That's interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. I like that. Be some good development for Sam. Like, a good Sam moment. Also, I'm obsessed with this theory. In episode five of season one, when they break all the mirrors, they do get 600 years of bad luck. <gasps> And that everything that follows is directly because of the bad luck. I love that. I mean, if monsters exist in this world, why not mm-hmm. bad luck? Yeah, all the mirrors they purposely Luck smashed. does canonically exist. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So with that, like, and yeah, they had a shitty childhood, but afterwards it's like thing and thing and thing keeps happening to them. I like the I'm idea of luck existing because you can just write in plot armor. Yes. Yep. My favorite one is that instead of spilling salts, because they have to slowly walk in a messy circle, they should make a hula hoop (laughs) that has holes for salt. So they just hula it around their body and that'll make a perfect circle. If they're good at hulaing. If they're good at hulaing, they have to practice. I thought they were just going to be like perpetually like holding it there because it'll always be all the way around them. I I was thinking the same thing. Like they're running like bumper cars. Oh my God. Wait, they could make like shoulder straps. Well, like a hoop skirt. That's funny that you say that because I have a list of improvements I want. Oh, yes. Which one is a hoop skirt (laughs) where either the hoop skirt is made of salts. Mm hmm. Or it has the demon trap on the hoop skirt. Incredible. Or the demon repelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want them to have a ring of salt so when they shake hands with people, they can tell if they're a demon. Or, (laughs) this wouldn't work as well, but maybe if you squeeze it right, at least it releases a little holy water and they either think you have sweaty palms. Just squirts you a little. Or you find out they're a demon. No, no, no. When you shake hands. just, Just squirts in their palm a little. Yeah. So, but here's, like, the issue then is then, like, the demon also knows that you know it's yes. a demon. Oh, I... That's why the hoop skirt's better. I want... <laughs> what about saying Christo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christo, every time you meet someone, 
Gesundheit. <laughs> what if you said your name was Krista? Like, hi, oh, I'm Krista. That would be perfect. You could get their names changed. I want to see when they do a drive-by on some demons <laughs> with water balloons and super soakers <laughs> full of Channeling holy water. Linda Tran over here. Wow. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, also, whenever they make friends and there are demons in town, they can just share these cool temporary tattoos they got of the anti-possession symbol, and then none of their cohort or friends mm-hmm. will get possessed. It'd be so easy. I love that. Also, movie sets snow, but with salt. Incredible. So they just are always luring demons back to their movie <laughs> set full of salted snow? This yes. is so convoluted. <laughs> I want them to have... You know how he got, like, blessed the water in the building and the pipes it was holy water Yeah, in the water tank. Um, Do that, but with fire alarms. Oh. So that when you hold the heat up to it, they go off and it sprays out holy water. Oh. Yeah. Um, And then finally, my favorite is I want them to get, just for the entertainment, did y'all have a wacky daisy sprinkler as a kid? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I want that of holy water. So they're fighting. And then in the background, there's this wacky daisy just (laughs) spraying itself and spraying random demons. It would be so good. I will say, John kind of beat you to this idea when he put the water, the holy Mm -hmm. water in the water tank. That's where I'm inspired from, but I want it more chaotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just the wacky daisy sprinkler. What about like, you know, those um, pin on flowers that like clowns have? Yes! (laughs) Yes! Like you're going to prank somebody. Well, here's my thing. Uh Everyone loves a party. So why not invite the demons to a pool party? Mm. But the pool is holy water. Why did I think you were going to say, but the pool is on it? (laughs) But the pool... It's supernatural. There has to be a ghost in every episode, so the pool is haunted. And then I have two theories. Tell me your theories. Okay, this is my favorite in-depth one. I think Sam is a figment of Dean's imagination. Dean is someone who's never got out to live his dreams. He's never had, like, a love he really connected with. He never got to go to school. He didn't get to break away from the family. So... Sam is the imaginary friend that he has imagined this life for himself that he couldn't have and it's in his head like the little angel or a demon on your shoulder that tells you like good or bad Sam is the one that gets to say these bad things about his father when he doesn't get to say it and so I think this is a fight club scenario and that the whole time and this is how he gets rid of the guilt for being the cause of his mother's death is because he's like, no, it was Sam in the bassinet, but the Why whole time it was Dean my in the bassinet. But Dean can't own up to that because then he's responsible for his mother's death and his dad going into the um, whole like revenge-seeking arc. So, um, when are you writing this <laughs> canon divergent AU? It just makes me sad that Dean's not even his the favorite child in his imagination. <laughs> it's true. It's true though. Like he wouldn't be. No. Cause it's, and it could even be that the dad's like, says to other people like, oh, that's the son I wish I had. Or like, <sighs> I wish you were what I imagined. And then Sam is what Dean imagined. And he could never, he was never protected. So he projects that and projects it on someone he can protect. And Why are you for, hurting like, me with figure. this? It's not even real. <laughs> Sam is everything Dean couldn't be and wished he was. So here's Stop my... <laughs> 
didn't know you'd be affected like that. But I really like the idea of, like, how far and, like, what if his dad going missing was the point where it really broke him and he brought back this childhood imaginary friend. It makes, like, as you, it makes sense when you explain it, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't need him when he got older, but then as soon as his dad goes missing, he needs that support and needs that escapism. Stop doing this to me. It hurts. And Sam's the only one with who had a healthy relationship with a woman. And as soon as he's around Dean again, he no longer has that. So Sam is the things that Dean doesn't see in himself. Like the intelligence. Like the one who's able to break away. So his characteristics are the things that Dean thinks he's lacking. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. I've just convinced myself. Ugh. Not really. But it's a fun theory an interesting one definitely it, makes you think yeah it works weirdly well like it shouldn't work this well also my wildest fan theory that dean's straight <laughs> <laughs> why would you why would you headcanon straight dean i'm sorry i just had to throw that in there for punchline <laughs> Ugh, gross <laughs> i can't even joke about that there is no supernatural where dean is straight no i will say for all of the people out there who think that dean is straight it is weird that in a show that's that their advertising was specifically based around it being like a horny ghost show it is funny that dean who's kind of like the designed not in practicality but like as the rough and tumble mm-hmm. kind of yeah you know a little bit more of the skirt chaser i'm using quotation marks like yeah it has like the amy acker love storyline and then the one in route 666 Mm -hmm. so like they're really compared to other shows especially (laughs) on the wb where everyone is up all up in each other's Mm -hmm. crotchal business (laughs) like (laughs) i don't like that at all (laughs) dean really does not have a lot of like love interests a lot of what we get from Dean is like the episode 15 bar scene. So usually on our regular episodes, I will go ahead and highlight a relevant (laughs) fanfic in terms of themes or conflict or Mm -hmm. what have you. Characters. A a line that I like. Mm -hmm. So we thought that I could give some recommendations of things that I have actually read mm-hmm. and do for sure like. There you go. One for all those fanfic readers out there. Like. Number one, Harry Potter and <laughs> Dean Winchester in a van. That's Jasper's number one. God. We all know. Male Prague. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, skip over recommending any of like the big ones that everybody mm. knows about just because everybody knows about them. And I think that's a cop out. I do personally have a preference for canon verse or mm. canon divergent, so that is something to know. Yeah, you're not an AU person. I don't tend to prefer AU, and I think part of that is because mm-hmm. I really do like sci-fi, and I like mm. horror, I like fantasy stuff, I like the creatures, I'm really mm-hmm. interested in how monstrosity and humanity mm. are explored, and like the liminal spaces. And how we obfuscate and... <laughs> <laughs> illuminate um uh, i never used the word illuminate <gasps> i said revelation no you said illuminate i swear no, to god I swear. no Where? it was obfuscation and, and revelation i think it was obfuscation and revelation <gasps> no, i'm pretty positive sorry 
<laughs> this is when we'll fight. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. I told you, I'm just here to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to my thick Rex. I'm doing four. I originally only intended three, but then I remembered this one. The more the merrier. Hell yeah. So the first one I want to recommend is The Doppelganger Effect by Malmuses. Malmuses is pretty popular if you read a lot of more adventure slash plot-driven fic. Mm -hmm. You've probably read their stuff. I feel like recently they had one that was like a mermaid AU that was really popular. The Doppelganger Effect is set during that time where they accidentally get the AU Dean and Sam, the ones that are like really fucking gay for some reason. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it's the AU Dean and Sam and also Cass and they're like extremely coupley with oh. each other Dean and Cass the AU versions and mm. it makes the canon versions have thoughts <laughs> I also want to recommend Sinking Ship by Unfortunately Obsessed I cried so much during this fic and no one is even dead really it's mm -hmm. um the basic premise is that Dean has to go in the Malik box after all and they toss it into the ocean so no one can open it but once he gets mm -hmm. to the bottom he realizes that Cass was in there the whole time mm -hmm. so they're just existing at the bottom of the ocean together like literally just talking and vibing and then the other half of the narrative is all their friends and family grieving and or trying to figure out how to get them back oh. Mm -hmm. oh my god i don't know what it is about like just the way grief is written in mm -hmm. this fic destroyed me another one which is very recent is written by one of my mutuals on twitter Aww. shard minds the title of the fic is tiny fists and it's set mm. during the dean widower arc mm. but instead of jack turning himself into an adult or a mm -hmm. young adult rather he stays as a baby and they all have to adjust to taking care of a baby. It is focused on grief, but it has mm -hmm. a happy end. Oh. Nice. And then the last one I want to wreck is called Until the End and After. It's by Philira912. It's mm P-H-I-L-Y-R-A 912. And this one is a post-canon fic where Cass and Dean have been living together for a while, but, mm -hmm. like, haven't gotten together. Mm. But then they do. And I'm recommending this one because it had one of the most startling and incredible sex scenes I had Ooh. ever encountered. The whole <laughs> thing is, like, really wonderful and tender. Mm -hmm. Like, the whole fic. But... Like, there's something about, you know, inappropriate usage of religious imagery just really gets me. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway. Mother, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it happens. What do you think is going to happen? You know, you're raised with a, with a, you know. You know. You know. I don't. <laughs> Go to school and get spanked by nuns. Does I, something to you. I never, I'm, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone to Catholic school, thank goodness. I've been to Catholic school, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> do we want to do our season one awards? Yes! <laughs> okay. I don't know how much time you've spent thinking about any of these things. I'm on the fly because I realized <laughs> with the Grim Reaper episode. Yeah. I don't remember what I said, and every time I think of it, I want a different Grim Reaper. So this will change, oh. and we're just gonna go with it. Just gonna go with it. First thing that pops into your head. Mm -hmm. Okay, what was our favorite motel room? Go. I liked the disco one. Uh huh. From episode oh, what was it? Nineteen. Nineteen. Providence. Yes. I don't know why I remembered that so quickly. 
That My favorite crazy. is the one with all of the fucking Texas shit in it, <laughs> which I believe was, was Hell, Hell House. House. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a good one. There was just one like ultra cheesy, like green one. And I don't know why, <laughs> but it's just still stuck to me. Was that the me. flashback one? It might have been, honestly. The Striga episode. Yes. Something wicked. And I love the ones where, like, they, they always have that weird panel. Yeah, the they divider. They fill with different things. Yeah. And I love the one that just is a bunch of, like, old school circles. And yeah. those images just stay with me. Yeah. They, they do the circles thing so much. Yes. It's so yes. weird. Okay. Favorite brothers moment. Go. I think I liked the prank wars, especially, Mm. like, the itching powder in the pants. (laughs) And I think it's just because it was just them having fun. It wasn't for any... Like, those itching... No angst. No angst. There was no narrative payoff for the itching powder. It was just (laughs) there. This season is the one where we get the passenger shuts his cake hole, right? We get that already. Shotgun. Shotgun, sorry. Yeah, first episode. Yeah, first episode right away, and that's become so iconic. Yeah. Um, I have to go with that. It really sets the tone. My favorite is in Phantom Traveler when Sam is sort of teasing Dean about being afraid of airplanes. And he's like, what the fuck? Are you humming Metallica? He's like, calms me down. Yeah. (laughs) Poor little baby Dean stimming. Oh. Favorite cold open, go. Ooh. <laughs> I think my favorite would have to be um home. Is it homecoming? Or home, yeah. Home. Yeah, home. Where it's just the family moving in and then the very last <laughs> exposition is just like the childhood pictures really got me. I got so jazzed. Yeah. When I saw that. The Bloody Mary one. The Bloody Mary one. It's so old school. It's so childhood. And the candlestick. Yes. Yes. It It has to be. so large. That child. Yeah. What the fuck? Their arms were like. Yeah. My favorite was episode 19 provenance. Mm. With the like weirdly why are they so attractive. This is a cold open. They're both going to die. I just the scene where the Uh guy is like. Hey, turn off the lights. And then he like puts his hand in the bloody bed. (laughs) Bloody bed. So ridiculous. Can I say a shout out to my favorite Sam and Dean open? Sure. If that's not one. Uh, Dean laying on the bed with his ass in the air. <laughs> I <laughs> love. Fucking iconic. I will eventually, if we get enough people asking for it, I will do my interpretation of oh that God. on video for you all. I have the video. Oh, Jesus. Of Jordan with his ass in the air. <laughs> it's so perfect. Jordan was like, this is how Dean sleeps. And yes. this is how Sam sleeps. <laughs> and we almost peed ourselves. And that's how you know from the start he is a bottom. Mm-hmm. Not Jordan. Yeah, when you said... <laughs> Dean. I'm versatile. Thank you, Alec. When Dean... <laughs> When Dean said, um, or when you said top bottoms, I didn't say it out loud, but my mind eventually went Dean. I was just like, Dean. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. But I was like, no, bottom bottom episodes. Yes. Okay. Favorite guest star, go. It's so weird because I feel like I don't shine enough light on Faith because I do think it's a really good episode. Mm. I think the actress who plays... um. Darla, I forget her name. I really liked her and I liked um like the way that she played her character to be like strong in between the lines, but mm-hmm. also like the sense of agency she feels is not like in a typically like what we consider like a powerful way. It was very right. I liked that a lot. That was Julie Benz. Julie Benz. I don't know why how I forgot that. And the character's name was Layla. Layla. 
what is her name? Missouri Moses? <gasps> Missouri, Missouri Mosley. Yes. Yeah. She is fucking wonderful. She should have been the lead of a show. Yeah. She knows her shit and no one can get something past her. Right. That actress's name is Loretta Devine, mm. and she is also my favorite guest star. Yay! Yes. Ooh, can we say some honorable mentions? Yeah. Yes. Honorable mention to the guy who played Max in <gasps> episode 14, so Nightmare. Good. Honorable mention to the kid in Bugs just because he's in Letterkenny later. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, that was funny. Um, I would also say honorable mention, who was the um, girl from, was it episode 18, something wicked with the paintings? Mm, yeah, I was. The episode 19. 19. She was my backup. Sarah Blake. Mm-hmm. Sarah um, Blake. The actress's name is Taylor Cole. Because I'm going to so be honest, good. that character I probably would not have cared about. Yeah. But the actress was Yeah, good. she was good. Fucking yeah. beautiful and perfect. Yeah. Okay. Favorite monster. Go. I have to go even my, again with the problematic fave. I love those fucking vampires. They were good. As soon as they walked in with that fucking pleather jacket. It was it like was... that fucking like peplum waist. Yes. yes. Like corset top thing. I don't even know what it was. I just know that I loved it. It was just one of the few times this show just really fucking went for it. They mm-hmm. were like, you want vampires? Mm-hmm. These are fucking vampires. Yeah. I have to go Scarecrow. Oh my I, gosh. I love it. Just to me at night that like, I don't know, walking home in the woods and in a rural area, like the idea of that fucking thing coming after you. Yeah. So perfect. I want more Halloween shit. I want more. Yeah. Oh, that was their Halloween episode, wasn't it? It had to have been. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't know. I, we can look at this. I think we said it was in October. You know what? We might have. Because mm-hmm. I remember being like spooky ooky. And fall yeah. things. And Jasper hasn't done fall things. So we're going to change <sighs> it this year. I almost up. cried. Like just the thought of that. Shut I haven't up. done any of that stuff either. I'm so down. I don't know why, but it seems like I'm more sad that Jasper hasn't. Because you've done so many weird things. I love weird things. I've done plenty of things. Not Halloween things. Well, my oh. favorite monster was the Striga. That's it a good was one. Awful. It made me yes. feel really gross emotionally. Mm. What's so weird with that one is we didn't watch episode 15 because of the like mm-hmm. humanity is a monster was done so poorly there. But like having the human side of the Striga yeah. as well as yeah. and then like having as a human, I don't know. I just feel like that episode played with humanity and monsterhood a little bit mm-hmm. better. I know. The claw marks on the windowsill. Oh. Something I'll never forget from that. Oh, and having to use a child as fucking bait. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Okay, favorite special effects. Go. This is a tough one. Is it bugs? (laughs) I, with 100% certainty, can definitely say it's not bugs. You know what? I'm going to bring it back to last episode. I liked the exorcism with Meg, and I think that may have been partially her acting, but also that on top of, like, the dragging her around. Yeah. It was good. That's such a good one. I'm going to go with one that's not so good, but that will forever stay with me. Is the skin gunk from Skins. I almost went with that. Yes, watching that, like, gross human flesh pile. Yes. Have to go with that. Yes, Skin is my favorite special effects Ah. also. I love the practical effects, and I love the, Mm -hmm. like, shapeshifter transformation sequence. 
It's just so AOE. But honorable mention to episode nine, Home, because I love those classic haunted house things oh, that they do fuck, with the I forgot knives about that. and Sam being dragged down the hallway. Yes. I love well, that, that shit. That as an episode two was very obviously an ode to the movie Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And like, I, that's also like good TV. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. Favorite fake identity or disguise? Go. I think I'm gonna have the same one as everyone, and it's definitely like the security alarm repairman. You mean the plumbers? <laughs> I just I do look like they were look like they were like from the weirdest, most off-brand Super Mario Brothers. They're so cute. They That's were. my favorite one too. I think I'm gonna go with the first episode when it's so bad and they just show up in their normal clothes because like who the fuck thought they could get away with that? I, wanna, I also want to give an honorable mention to episode four, the suits. Mm, oh yes, that's Chris. Look like a blues brother. I love that. <laughs> look like a blues brother. <laughs> so cute. Favorite Sam moment. Go. Ooh, Sam moments. I really liked Sam in general in episode 20. That was the vampire one, right? Yeah. I just really liked how not only was he just not taking shit from John, even though he obviously had like his own unresolved feelings. He also like helped Dean get there. Yes. And I, I just like that. Like, I don't know, like the whole dynamic of like helping yourself, but also helping others to help themselves. I love that. I'm going to go with the prank wars for this one because we get to see him as like a person and he's a lot more fun and engaging than I think sometimes he gets written as. My favorite Sam moment was also in Dead Man's Blood. It was specifically when he peels past John's truck and blocks Mm. him in the middle of the road and John's like, get back in the car. And he's like, no. He's like, I said, get back in the car. And Sam's like, yeah, and I said, no. I'm like, go off. Yes. Go off, King. That is my favorite. Yes. Okay. Favorite Dean moment. Go. It It's a sad one, but I'm going to have to go with it because not only did it just really cement my love of Dean, but also my hatred of John. <laughs> and it is the phone call. Oh. The phone hey. call in episode nine. In episode yeah. nine. My son. But it's such a good scene. Yeah. Mine's the polar opposite. It's, you missed a spot. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! Let's eat goodbye moment. I know I have to do shout out to the bye of representation. Course. Of course. <laughs> um, God, there are so many that I really like. I wish I could do like different genres of Dean moments. <laughs> but just because it's on the brain and I feel like it's a wonderful combo of both very sad and also very sweet. I love when they're infiltrating um, the apartment building in episode 22 uh, disguised as fireman oh, no. and he says I always wanted to be a firefighter when I grew up I thought mine was heartbreaking so sad mm-hmm. Ooh, we gotta give our Razzie mm-hmm. award I'm gonna just say right now it's bugs bugs yeah we're just really gonna make sure everyone knows bugs is a bad episode oh they know <laughs> like, like there's meta narrative about it in the show about how bad that episode really is. oh i love yeah. that it's so bad yeah so i'm glad we all agree on mm-hmm. that well the last thing we have are our best and worst dressed <sighs> of season one is it easier to do worst first worst first 
Walk into the club worse first. Um, <laughs> well, I why did that make me want to sing apple bottom jeans? <laughs> it's the era. <laughs> oh my god, it so was though. It was. That was because that this would have been when I was in high school and what that was fair? at my prom. God, it's hard for me to think of a worse dress because I'm not. I try not to hang on to negative things too much. I have much. mine. You go first. I'll I'll mull over it a little bit. Uh, tits out Smurf shirt. <laughs> I love that. I love it, but also hate that it goes from that to the we the talked moo-moo. about the moo-moo. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, like, the moo-moo. I just can't. <laughs> the right. pregnancy moo-moo. Skins. Sam's pants. <laughs> He has the it's worst not jeans. Even, it's not even him. It's not even him. I was looking through my notes trying to find mm-hmm. the name of the the woman who they go help out. But her fucking outfits are so horrible. They're bad. They're so bad. She mm-hmm. had those like really horrible shrugs and like that mm-hmm. horrible floral top that was going on. But my number one worst dressed in the whole season one is the ghost in episode one. I believe her name is Constance. Yes. (laughs) That fucking dress they have her in is so stupid looking. It literally looks Mm -hmm. like they just took a white dress, put a bodice top over it. Rub some dirt. Not even. She looks too clean for that. And they just took some scissors and like cut straight lines Mm -hmm. up. And that's it. it. It just looks so bad. It definitely looks like a bad Halloween costume. Yeah. Speaking of in Skins, the girl who had the horrible outfits, was she also the one who always had like a wolf necklace on top of the horrible outfits? No, but she did have this long like sword. Sword. It was a sword. It was a sword. And we were like, why? Like, what's with this lesbian mm-hmm. energy right now? <laughs> that was also paired with a truly enormous belt buckle. It was like literally yes. the size of my face. Okay, best dressed. We keep referring to this episode, but I'm going back to the vampires. Mm, yeah. They just, they were a vibe. They were a vibe. Mine's a toss-up between Meg, because mm. she kills it. Um, Specifically, in her, her last appearance was really good. The leather jacket. It's always great. And also, oh my gosh, the girl from the Arch episode. Sarah Blake. She has awesome outfits that fit when her When she's character. walking down the yeah. stairs. Yes. And they do like the, the princess thing. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Mine is a tie between the vampires and Sarah Blake. Oh, perfect. Yes. Nice. So we're in balance. <laughs> so that just leaves us, Jordan, with your little segment. Okay. So... This segment is, as a first-time viewer, if I wasn't doing a podcast on this, <laughs> would I continue watching it? And let me tell you, this is a loaded question, and I'm going to tell you why. First, I'm going to be honest, I bear, I consider myself to be a first-time viewer just because I don't remember this because I've watched, I watched the season over 10, probably over 12 years ago. Like, maybe it was in season three when I had went back and watched the first season. Yeah. So I know the answer because mm-hmm. back then I chose not to continue watching the show <laughs> is the thing. I've enjoyed the season more this time around, but mm-hmm. that's because, you know, we're sitting down, we're watching this with a critical mm-hmm. eye. I'm dissecting it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more into it. But the first time I was watching this, I was just someone trying to enjoy a TV show. I wasn't trying to like psychoanalyze you know, every episode. And when I think about it, the amount of episodes that actually have plot relevance 
And like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just like, you know, some fluff. But if you're going to do it, like we have episodes like Faith mm-hmm. are even like, you know, both of you aren't in, in agreement in the quality of this episode, but even like um, Hell House, like it at least mm-hmm. tried to do something like it had a vision mm-hmm. for an episode. But like Wendigo, Bugs, oh like these weren't dead in the water, dead in the water, Asylum, or even Hookman as much as I like <laughs> it. She's like, don't look at me. As- <laughs> honestly, Asylum, in my opinion, is the most boring episode of the season. It's not the worst, most boring to me. But like there was character development in those, but like those moments could have been put in more plot relevant mm-hmm. episodes. Right. Yeah. Great example of that is that um, Dad in the Water has a mm-hmm. lot of interesting moments between Dean and Lucas. Yes. But, you know, we get the same sort of beats used more skillfully in um, Something Wicked. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think the episodes aren't good enough for them to not connect. Right. Like, if they were better, I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, at least I'm enjoying this each time. But with the total all over the place mm-hmm. messiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I stood through it because it was like, I think I started it maybe even in college. And it was like, you know, when you're in college and depressed and can watch a lot of TV, (laughs) this was one I went through. And I think I wouldn't have, I might not have stuck through after the first otherwise, too. Well, this show has obviously captured a lot of people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And if you have a different opinion, like, please tell us. But I don't think it was season one where that moment happened for most people. I feel the same way. As someone who, like, the first time I tried to watch Mm -hmm. this was like... Like, as I said in our first episode, the stupidest fucking show I've ever seen. <laughs> and that was on a good episode. That yeah. was me watching Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, obviously my tastes have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a decade since that instance. When I did end up picking up it up again, the reason I watched all of season one was mostly because, again, depression. Mm-hmm. I'm a binger. And on top of that... I watched it at that perfect time in the afternoon when I was getting back from class and I would lay down on the couch and I would definitely snooze through a lot of the episodes. (laughs) So. (laughs) Well, no, that's um, when I first had watched Mm -hmm. the show, it was for me a supplement while I was playing um, World of Warcraft Mm. at the time. So I would have something on in the background. So it was very easy. We talk about digestibility earlier to jump in and out of. Right, exactly. I never had a TV. So I play on my laptop and like write a paper in another tab and like mainly listen or yeah, I think if you're someone who did watch this and enjoy and stick around, please let us know. Like I'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like tell me what the overwhelming merits of season one are especially like out of boredom one day i looked up the ratings and season one was very popular really? it was probably well it's normal for shows for like the first season to be the highest um watched and highest mm-hmm. viewed but like supernatural had like like one episode of like five million people watching wow. it which is crazy i thought it got bigger because of like tumblr because i that's how i because i watched like merlin and then before that even doctor who and then i think i got into like sherlock and supernatural just because of that and because my sister watched it yeah well and i think it blew up on tumblr later though mm-hmm. later than season one. Oh yeah that's when i because i didn't get into it until yeah, like no, seven and it, eight it were coming out it didn't gain a lot of traction in um fandom spaces until later mm-hmm. yeah. so okay so we can definitively say that if we were not 
not doing this. Mm-hmm. And also in good mental places where we had <laughs> other shit we wanted to do. Yeah. Probably wouldn't keep Mm-mm. watching after just this season. Or I would at the very, very best look up a viewing guide and only watch like the essentials. Yeah. Yes. That's the other thing that I do. Yeah. One thing I cling on to is weirdly like every other, the end of every other something I really like comes in. Like season one, Bobby. Mm. Season four is Cass, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, see, and then five, season Crowley. One, season, season one has Bobby in it mm-hmm. um, right at the end. Season two has more of Bobby. It also has the Harvells. Yeah. Season three has Bella and Ruby. Mm-hmm. And, like there's always a, a new character that mm-hmm. they throw in there. So, Jordan, tell us about your season two predictions. Ooh. I want to know all your deepest fears and your highest hopes. I have... My predictions for season two have definitely shifted now that I know we have the same big bad. We're still hunting the yellow-eyed demon. Mm -hmm. So... I think everyone's going to live, but I think there's going to be varying levels of health. Like, I'm going to assume that John is probably going to be in a coma for a while so we can have him back in a guest starring role instead of, like, it'll be a way to get him out of the main cast. We did have faith where Sam was put into the position to take care of Dean, Mm -hmm. but I actually kind of see maybe Dean gets a little more hurt and is, like, slightly out of commission. Maybe even if it's just for the first episode and then, like, Sam now has to pick up more slack Mm -hmm. and take more of, like, a big brother role, just kind of like a little bit of a power shift. Mm -hmm. Um, But when everyone's healthy, I think they're going to go on the offensive instead of the defensive. Also, we're going to replace constant ghosts with now demons since we know (laughs) those are a big threat Mm -hmm. so i see that then i see a showdown i think season two is going to be the end of our yellow eyed demon i think we're finally going to close that storyline down so that's what i think okay great i I love that i are there things that you're like really worried are going to happen that you don't want to (sighs) happen Or, like, things that you really want to happen? A.K.A. John Winchester exists. Uh, That's where my mind was immediately going, as I was like, I don't want, like, a John forgiveness arc, especially Mm. if it's going to be, like, one where John hasn't really changed. But, Mm. like, the kids are expected to, like, see things from his point of view or something like that. If they do Mm. that kind of bullshit, I'm going to be so (laughs) mad. (laughs) I definitely would like to see more of Bobby... I'm hoping to see more characters that are going to become like part of the actual overarching canon. We got demons. Now I kind of want the illusion to maybe the other side, maybe some angels. Cause they've been using like fucking holy magic, mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the throwing holy water on shit. There has to be stuff like that. And werewolves. I want my werewolf. Finally, we got vampires. Don't feel like I'm asking for too much now. I've written down hopes, angels, werewolves, Bobby, fears, John Redemption arc. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I really enjoy reading in between the lines of Dean's sexuality, and I hope that continues to be a thing. Well, there's 15 seasons (laughs) of content for you to enjoy then, my friend. Good. I'm excited. Just going to spoil that right away. (laughs) Can I ask y'all a cheesy question? Sure. Sure. What was your favorite podcast moment? <gasps> I still have to say definitely the communist fan theories. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I know we bring it up so much, but it's just so funny to me. I also did like the Slurp and Gurp. We kind of like forgot about the Slurp and Gurp for a minute. Mm-hmm. It'll come back. 
It'll come back it for sure. Will. I think when we hit 100 downloads and had champagne, that was just like such a huge, exciting moment. Yeah. Oh, um, that feels like was. so long ago. Yeah. yeah. It w- and it was like right when the podcast came out. Mm-hmm. So that was just such a pleasant surprise. And like, I love doing every episode with both of you. Oh, so yeah. um, every episode is pleasant. But Aww. then that was like a little bit of a peak with just excitement. Yeah. That's so sweet. One of my favorite things was when I had the Harry Potter crossover <laughs> fan fiction and we were all losing our fucking oh minds. Oh my god. It was such a fun surprise of just what the fuck. Right. Especially because I forgot about it. <laughs> and then Jordan kept bringing up fucking Ampreg and oh like god. who was actually seeding whom. And we were all just real upset. <laughs> So if I manifested that, then maybe I will eventually get my Dean X Inuyasha. I'm going to lose my shit if you do that one day. Like, that's going to forever be your trump card. I'll save it for one where I really can't think of anything. And when we really don't expect it. Yeah. And of course, we also have to talk about every moment of interaction we've had with you all listening. Yes. I have had such a nice time chatting with people on Twitter and every week when people get excited Mm -hmm. about our episode drops and send me little messages and stuff I just get so happy I screenshot every single tweet yes (laughs) oh as soon as one of you like reaches out to us we immediately screenshot it and send it to each other and talk about how we're freaking out about it yes so excited so positive and I think like as people who maybe haven't like always had a group of people who appreciate the things Mm -hmm. they bring and like as someone who like I think I'm dumb and like people around like validly think I'm a little dumb in some ways in some ways but like having (laughs) given Allie the (laughs) I know having you all like hearing that you're interested in things we Mm -hmm. have to say and like our theories like just having people that enjoy that is so amazing. Yeah, yes. we love to learn with you guys. Mm-hmm. And we love to laugh with you guys. It's It's been nice. Yeah, send us emails, send us mes- anything. We love you all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mwah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia London for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for this season. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.